Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. But birds are well, a well, a bird, bird, bird. But birds are well, a well, a bird, bird, bird. But birds are well, a well, a bird, bird, bird. But birds are well, a Brian, don't you know about the bird? Well, Peter's gonna tell you about the bird, a well, a bird. All right, HMS ELA students, welcome to the second episode of Word Up. With, so exciting. Yeah, I mean, we're back. I feel like we're better. For we're, sure. We're ready to go. So hopefully list two also works, or 62 also works for you guys. Um, anything they need to know about the roots, Mrs. Eckert? Uh, well, new roots here for most of us, especially if you haven't gone through the program before. But it, it says at the bottom of the list when we get there, but on the roots it says, there's a new definition of dole, D-O-L. So if anybody remembers um, studying that in a previous uh, program or pre previous, what, what do we call these? Volumes, Volumes of yes. the book. It, it also means grief. So you're gonna get a new definition meaning suffer. I guess they're related, right? Yes. If, we suffer, if you, you suffer, you, usually you have grief co coincide with that, yes. Before mm -hmm. we get to the words though, mm -hmm. we should probably do some proper teaching and do some review. Yes, Which okay. we typically go with, so. so Let's just chat about these words, because I did love those words from List 61, and 62 does not disappoint. However, all right, so Mr. Sledge, since we last brilliantly podcasted, um, have you felt such animus that you wanted to defenestrate somebody or something? Mm. I, I think probably many times over the past couple of days since the previous podcast, I've, I've felt that. It's been a rough week. I'd say the worst one was... I got the draft order for my fantasy football league, and Ooh. I'm 10th out of 10. Ooh. And Mrs. Campbell, could you please sell extension 4703? Guys, that's just one of the perks <laughs> of getting a live recording from, from the two of us while we're in school. <laughs> Hopefully Mrs. Campbell reports down when she's needed. I mean, this is the, this is the business we're in. Yeah, this it's, is what it happens during class. It might as well happen life. during the podcast. For sure. I mean, all right. So yeah, I have, but I think I'm I'm slowly getting better and I'm getting over it and I'll I'll plan my my sneak attack from the tenth spot. I'm so sorry. Yes. It's all right. That is a letdown. A huge letdown. Uh, speaking of hopefully not letdowns, as a self-proclaimed bibliophile, <laughs> has there been anything recently that you would recommend to our students, or at least that you thought was a quality piece of literature? Tough question, Mr. Sleds. I read several. I always good ask books tough this Yes, you do. Probing <laughs> journalistic <laughs> questions. I read several good books this summer, but one that stands out, and we've talked about this at length, is the book Just Mercy. And as you know, we might actually read that with our ELA classes this year. So um, great book is made into a movie that's on Netflix. Of course, you don't watch the movie before you read the book. No, but, no. Um, great book. Powerful. Right? And just to add to that, you, if I am a self-proclaimed bibliophile, is that is that bragging? Is that arrogant to say I'm a book no. lover? No. Is that ostentatious? I would not consider that showy at all. I, I would think that's just stating a fact. Now, if you say you're a better bibliophile than somebody okay. else, then I think you know that's a little arrogant. But okay. No, right now I think you're 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 right in the wheelhouse. That's what I was thinking. I yeah. just wanted to be sure because yeah. I mean I did, it's not like I have said I read 300 books this summer. I, I in fact, did not. Probably no. fewer this summer than previous And to go around bragging would definitely be, dare I say, de classe. Very de I mean, classe. That's, that's the way it would work. Yeah. All right, so there's kind of our review of the list. So we'll go to list 62. There's Dole, as 
Mrs. Eggert already talked about, and you'll see that down here you've got beautiful instructions in your book. We introduce a new definition, <clears throat> excuse me, of dole for those of you that have been with the previous volume, as we said. So we'll start with the words, as always, and move from there. Right? All right. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start this one? I'll start, okay. sure. All right, here's a, our first word is demure. Demure, which means to object. Um, in the face of majority opinion, she nevertheless demurred. I, um, I always think of that object as, I think with demure, is not like a hard, strong objection, but more of like um, uh, kind of a reluctance to do something. But I mean, to object, obviously, is the basic definition, but I think. So if someone said, take the dog out, and you said no, we would classify that as sure. objecting? Sure. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. The next one is a fun word to say for me. It's mm -hmm. poignant, poignant, and it means sharp. And typically we, we mean this not in terms of like the, the point of a knife is sharp, but more as in caustic or biting, um, painful kind of emotionally. Like if somebody ever says something really mean to you, you would describe that as poignant, right? That was a poignant comment. You can see the example sentence is the poignant parting left Heathcliff and lacrimose collapse. So it was a hurtful. Mrs. Ercoli, please dial extension 4703. It was a hurtful departure for those characters. Okay. So it means it more in terms of an emotional state. Yeah. I mean, we love word within a word, but Michael Clay Thompson, but I do think that is sort of a strange word to put in there as the ultimate definition of sharp. Because yeah. you always think of like a knife, but you do. But right. like I've, I've never seen the word used in that context. No, I don't. It, I would have not. gone with like caustic or biting as yeah. the definition. You know? Sharp emotions, yes. I guess, or sharp impact. Yes. But without that other part, it's a little bit. And and that's distorted. I mean that's a case in point as to why we're even sitting here this morning making these podcasts, because by True. the definitions that you have, you're probably not going to comprehend the word in the same way. Right. And so I guess we should be thankful because we should be thankful or we should, our be thankful should be thankful that Michael Clay Thompson was obscure, was left out, you know, part of the definition or made it, yes, obscure and, so uh, um, and ambiguous, dare I say. It may be perplexing, but we're here to try to solve that for students. For sure. Okay. For sure. But, and it, I guess that's why we get to do these podcasts. So. I mean, one of the perks of the gig. All right. So the next word, the third word. Gosh, we're only on three, like, yeah. like a good chat. Um, lassitude, lassitude, which means languor. And students always say, well, that would be really helpful if I knew what languor means. <laughs> um, and some do, but languor is basically like tiredness, you know, lethargic. So um, gradually the expatriates rouse themselves from their after lunch lassitude. So you might feel tired after eating a big meal. People always, always talk about the turkey. Yeah, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah, you definitely take a nap. You know, you got that uncle that kind of passes out after the meal. <laughs> At least that's my personal story. Yeah, that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's our other one as well. The next word is apprehend. And this one also, I think, can be confusing. You will actually have words later that have a very similar meaning and will actually ask you to kind of define them differently. And it, it's, it's pretty unique. Here they, they label it as to understand, um, so to grasp, to understand the context of something is to apprehend it. We also use it often, you might have heard it in the news, when a suspect has been apprehended. Mm -hmm. And th that can be kind of confusing in the sense that it doesn't seem to directly match up in terms of definitions. 
but when you apprehend a suspect, you've understood the crime or something along those lines. And so yeah. that's kind of where that word has transitioned into it. So apprehend is, is kind of simply to understand or to grasp a concept. Yeah. And oh, just to clarify on that one, because we've talked about this in previous years, wouldn't you say that that understand is, is slightly different from like comprehend? Like you probably wouldn't say I apprehend this story. Yeah. This apprehend. Clara, please dial extension for It is a busy day. I, I mean, are we going it's through the entire day. roster? It's like a supermarket. I feel bad. Like we're the only um, two people that oh. haven't gotten called down to the office. Oh, well, it's still early. Yeah, all I of guess. Us four. But <laughs> saying, the apprehend is more to like like grasp as the root suggests like maybe some more abstract heavier concept yeah yes. idea and concept instead of you wouldn't say i apprehend um, four plus four or something yes, yes. I, I completely agree okay cool <laughs> all right <laughs> that works out well the next word is prodigious prodigious which means amazing marco polo saw giants geniuses and other prodigious wonders so i i think that's a that's a fair word to define prodigious. Mm -hmm. I mean, we act like we're the dictionary, um, just in terms of how it's used. But uh, this is a prodigious podcast. Though. This is a prodigious podcast. I mean, we should put that in there. And the, that's the subtitle of episode 63. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you you have noticed some updates here. Keep we'll keep them coming. <laughs> prodigious, I would say, like the word awesome, like, mm -hmm. which I think is way overused. Um, but Prodigious is not overused, but it's also, but it's a stronger word. You wouldn't just say, you probably wouldn't say this bowl of cereal is prodigious, right? No, I mean, it is definitely, if we talk about words meaning having degrees, mm -hmm. this is definitely a higher degree than awesome. But if you can find a place to work it in instead of awesome, mm -hmm. this, this is one of those words that you actually can easily adapt into your vocabulary. Put that in an email instead of awesome, and it does paint you in a different light. But you're yeah. right, you have to watch out. Like, you can't be like, this glass of water is prodigious. Yeah, yeah. Stronger words than, this is great, yeah. this is nice, yeah. this is lovely. You yeah. have to reserve those for extreme circumstances. Correct. All right, the next one is a word I'm completely unfamiliar with because it just simply doesn't apply to me. Me too. It's indolent, and it means lazy. And there really isn't a need to discuss this beyond the fact that this, this definition actually fits the word. It, it simply does mean lazy. For whatever reason, whatever cause is causing that laziness, it's indolent. Yeah. Or indolent. Not a compliment, probably. No. As a student, you would not want to be labeled this way by a teacher or a parent. Yes. When I get home after work, I notice that my children appear to have been indolent over the course of the day because mm. the house is a wee bit of a mess. That's a problem with the remote learning, right? They're yeah. all, yeah. They're just slopping around. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving them to themselves, it happens. All right, the next word is persiflage. Persiflage, and again, here we get a definition, it's a flippant style, and so if we don't know what flippant means, that makes it challenging. So flippant really just means sort of like not showing, not being completely respectful. So if we look at the sentence, it says, the sassy skit was filled with innuendo and persiflage. So maybe the students put on a skit or, you know, in high school, and it was a little bit, it was close to being inappropriate. Yeah. Close to being in a variety of possible ways. Could be mocking somebody else or mm -hmm. a student or a teacher or something like that. Yep. So persiflage. I've Good word to say, though. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It, it, it kind of rolls off the tongue. The next one is ambiguous, which means indefinite. And 
I like to look, look at it in terms of like undefined. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a clear distinction between something. If something's ambiguous, you're left to be a little bit perplexed yeah. or uncertain as a result. So ambiguous can be um, defined around thoughts or context. Maybe there's a concept in, in science that's still ambiguous to you. You know, without further information, it's kind of unclear. And so ambiguous, I like to look at it as undefined or indefinite. Good. If your teacher's instructions are ambiguous, you should ask for clarification. Yes, please do. Yes. Please do. All right. Um, same prefix here, but the next word is ambivalence. Ambivalence, and it means you know, conflicting feelings. So, or you have mixed feelings about something like that. So his ambivalent feelings were complex and contradictory. I, I can imagine a variety of um, activities or topics that people would have ambivalence about. You know, some people, I would say I'm, I'm ambivalent about scary movies. Like sometimes I think I want to watch them and then sometimes I regret it. Spoiler. Once I'm 20 minutes in. 20 minutes in, that's all it takes? Well, a couple of movies. Right away? Right away. <laughs> I know that I have made the wrong decision. So I'm ambiguous, excuse me, ambivalent in general about it. Spoiler alert on this, though. Mrs. Eggert's side story there actually also shows up as a review question on one of our assignments that oh. we've just recently created. So if you've listened to the podcast and paid attention, you've got a bonus point. That's a little gift. That probably happens a lot because they're in my brain. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is familiar way to think about it or ask about it. We need to expand our repertoire of associations with the words. Yeah, maybe I'm I'll, thinking about those scary movies. <laughs> I'll work on it. Oh, your favorite word upon oh, this list. This is, if there's one word that is going to be used by students in the modern era, it's day class A. This word is perfectly incorporated into society now. It is an insult though, so please don't use it to anybody that we know. But it simply means low class. So if someone's doing something that is beneath you or beneath others or appears to be, you would call them or call the action day class A. Hmm. Fun word. It, it, it works. It plays. I like it. And, I enjoy it. And the, I think it's sort of ironic because the, the accents there over the E's are very classy. Very classy. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. You're yeah. exactly right. But we actually don't require them to put the accents on. No, I, I, I hear so, you. So yeah. does that mean we're low class then, if we're not using the accents on day class A? Um, maybe. I'm fine with it. I, yeah, or we're just not. I have nothing yeah. to prove. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but the duh means down, so th that can help us in this case. I like the etymology of the word. Nice job. Always trying. That's why we keep you around. That's why we keep you around. All right, the next word is putative. Putative. So that means thought to be, or like supposed, or alleged, or something like that. So. Uh, kidnapping was the putative reason for Hoffa's disappearance. Good old Jimmy Hoffa. Mm. So putative. So you could, um, the putative reason the girl got angry was because her she was having a conflict with her friends or something like that. Could be used in a less serious manner than kidnapping. Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa's death and disappearance, <laughs> <laughs> which I still don't think was ever solved. Correct. I don't think Isn't so. Still, or his body is still missing. People make jokes about it a lot. Here in our podcast, we're not going to do that. No. The next word is mollify, and it means to make soft. And the, the sentence is, Achilles' vengeful anger could not be mollified by anyone. And it's an important actual sentence to use for this because 
we do run into a problem with students where to make soft doesn't simply mean like you take a potato and smash it up <laughs> and you've mollified it. We're typically talking about emotions, correct? Mm -hmm. We're talking about if someone's upset about something and you offer them sympathy or empathy, you commiserate with them, if you will, you mollify their frustrations. Yeah. Right? And so that's typically how we use it. So please don't look at it as a physical property. This is not usually used in a way that's tangible. Yeah, like to mollify a situation. Correct. So I guess we'll know if, when they answer a question if, if they say, can you mollify something, and they have said you can mash, mash potatoes. Mash potatoes. <laughs> but, hopefully you understand that's not the definition. Don't, don't put that on a test, please. Right, to mash potatoes. Well, this is a perfect word for you. Um, all right, the next word is gregarious, which means sociable, like to be around people. I, well, I have deceived you if you think that fits me. Kind of a shy person. I think you're you're a good balance. Oh well, thanks, Mr. Sluts. You can I, appear in any situation. You are look comfortable. You're pretty gregarious. Uh, yeah. On my good days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have my days where I am the opposite of gregarious. Well, we all do, don't we? I I would hope to think that I was normal in that regard, but yeah. Yeah. How about you, dear <laughs> listeners? <laughs> As we digress into a little self-help session. <laughs> Are you we should, put some, we should put some music on behind, like some soft therapy music, and we'll just, we'll just have a kind of conversation, guys. We'll just go with this. Oh, <laughs> so, gregarious. So, oh, sociable. Sociable, yes. And it, it's it's good to be gregarious, yeah. surely. Okay, but it's it's okay to not be gregarious Can well. you be too gregarious? I don't know. Like in class, if a student was yeah. extremely gregarious, they would be interrupting the learning of themselves and others. Yes. Probably not good to be gregarious at like a funeral or something. Probably not. So context matters for this one, but in general, I think it's good a good point. thing. Yeah, good point. Uh, let's see, what is the sentence here? Remind me of the sentence. The gregarious Gulliver was constantly in the middle of the tiny crowd. <laughs> well, that's a different situation altogether <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. I forgot about that sentence. Oh, Gulliver. <laughs> the next word is altercation, which is a heated dispute. So typically, like a, uh, if you have an argument or a conflict with somebody, that kind of goes to that next level, that would be an altercation. An altercation is pretty serious. It's not something necessarily to be taken lightly. So somewhere in the dark, silent city, a noisy altercation broke out. You may have heard or seen altercations with siblings or stuff like that. It happens, but it's usually an emotional conflict. You will see someone, quote unquote, get heated as a result of it. I have found myself in altercations before, have you? Um, I'm sure. Uh, yes, I'm sure I have. It happens. Yes. It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. You just don't want it to escalate any further. No, not to violence. It for sure. And that's a, actually a good point. It yes. doesn't imply violence. So right. don't think that it has to be like a fist fight right. t type of conflict. It can simply be an argument or you know a he said she said situation, something along those lines. It doesn't necessarily have to be. It, it actually usually doesn't apply to necessarily violence. Good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But surely I've had some. All right. And lastly, maybe I had an altercation with my alter ego. Um, alter ego, you've probably heard that and it's used in you know, um, fiction and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And mm -hmm. um, So second self, the sentence here is a little um, yeah, odd. Yeah, this is gonna take some explanation. More than a plenipotentiary, she was the emperor's alter ego. And a plenipotentiary means like somebody who's, who's like in charge or has power. Almost to, like a, an ambassador yeah. for a government. Yeah, you know? good word. Good like word. a representative of, so like if I sent my plenipotentiary to somebody, they almost speak for me. Yeah. Right? If I'm in a, in a position of power. Yeah. And oddly enough, that's in a story that we used to read that we don't read anymore. 
Which one? Puppet Show. Remember that oh, story I was talking yeah. about, the alien one? Yeah, yeah. We might have to work that back in there, but that's that's, that's used one. in there. Um, so this sentence, excuse me, is suggesting that, you know, it's even even more than that, that mm-hmm. she was the emperor's alter ego, like uh, another uh, second self to the emperor. So, but in, in like you said, in fiction and other works, um, you know, sometimes the alter ego is... is well, my alter ego made me do it. Yes. That's my bad side. That's um, the excuse that's given. Yes. Yes. Do you think you have a, an alter ego? I think we all do to a degree. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's a natural thing. And we don't, you may have heard of like a disease like bipolar or schizophrenia. That's not necessarily what we mean no. here. I mean, everybody can have a, an alter ego and it could be even situational. Like maybe in certain situations, Mrs. Eggert's very sociable. But then her alter ego at the same time could be, you know, introverted reading her books because she is a self-proclaimed <laughs> arrogant bibliophile. <laughs> now that I'm going to feel pressure that I'm going to be responsible for. You're, you are literally going to have to carry a book around with you at all times. <laughs> otherwise, you're not living up to your own reputation. I do love reading, but that doesn't mean everything, I'm doing it incessantly. Everything right, has right, a limit. Right, I completely agree. Right. I will just be in the front of the classroom reading yeah. all day, every day. I think that's modeling good behavior. Good good teacher. (laughs) That's quality education right there. All right. So as always, um, you know, we hope you have stopped and reviewed this um, to make sure that you have an understanding of the words. Your list, we probably should have mentioned this again, but when you go through these, have your your list out, whether you're using a a spiral notebook or those sheets that we will Mm -hmm. provide you eventually. Make sure you're writing these lists out. And if you have any questions or anything like that, if you're confused or perplexed about any of these definitions, please reach out to your teacher. We are here to help. Yep. Good job. List 62. All right. So stay tuned, kids, for Word Within the Word, Word Up 63. Coming soon. Word out. No. (laughs) I hope you got that off.